0: Embark on a journey of faith, fellowship and discovery with Vision Tours as you experience Australia's rich Christian heritage firsthand. Visit Christian heritage sites and museums in Sydney and across the Blue Mountains on this 10-day tour. Understand the people and events that shaped the fledgling colony with Outback historian Dr. Paul Rowe. Join like-minded people this November with Vision Tours. See tour dates, highlights and inclusions at vision.org.au slash tours.
1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As you know, the nation of Afghanistan is now firmly in the grip of the Taliban after the disorganised withdrawal of the US and Allied forces just a year or so ago. Among the shockwaves that reverberated throughout the country was the exposure of Christians, to the brutality of the Taliban, who now in power had access to names and addresses of Christians and mission organisations. Well, Afghanistan is now considered the worst persecutor of Christians on the face of the earth. Let's get an update on developments in Afghanistan and a specific campaign to help liberate 260 Christian believers. Tony Benjamin is CEO of Voice of the Martyrs in Australia. Tony, welcome along to 2020.
0: Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me along.
1: Tony, just refresh us on the background as you understand it of what puts these Christians at risk and in danger.
0: Yes, Neil. um, Look, I think... Afghanistan, since the mainstream media have left, has basically been forgotten. Not just the country of Afghanistan, but more so the Christians in Afghanistan. Since the withdrawal of the U.S. and the Allied forces, Afghanistan has been very isolated. There are economic challenges, there are humanitarian challenges, and also, of course, we have challenges with Christians that are constantly being persecuted and killed because of the fact that the Taliban basically considers them apostate and wants to eradicate all forms of non-Islamic activity in Afghanistan. So we found the situation being perpetuated because of the access they had to these uh, passport information and anything that doesn't identify as Islam as a religion is then targeted. And the Taliban have got all of the details right down to contact numbers of these people. So a constant um, example of a challenge for a Christian in Afghanistan is do not turn your mobile phone on because they can track you via GPS. Be careful who you speak to because you do not know whether they mean you well or mean you harm. You cannot access food or funds because... There's limited funds in the country. We've got reports of people going to an ATM and not being able to get any money out because the bank just doesn't have any funds to give them. And then, with regard to food, if they are in the community, they will be identified and they will get captured and killed. This is a daily challenge for Christian Afghans. So we've been able to get help. In there, we've been able to get food, we've been able to get funds through the Avala system, we've been able to help them. We do have support spread out that we can help and we can offer, and we have been doing this since the withdrawal happened last year. I know
1: some listeners will have picked up on your words there, Tony uh, captured and killed. I wonder if you can illustrate perhaps. Just how brutal the Taliban can be for those who are considered to be infidels and Christians as enemies of the state.
0: We have got letters that many of the Christian Afghans have received basically saying that if you are caught, you will be killed. Um, You'd be better giving yourself up to so your death would not be as brutal. Now, this doesn't obviously matter. If they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. And we have got many of these letters that we've had translated that say exactly that. So to say that people are living in absolute fear, the Taliban are absolutely indiscriminate in the manner, whether they're raping women, whether they're killing children, killing whole families, they've been absolutely indiscriminate. All the guarantees that they have given when this supposed handover took place, has gone to the wind. It means nothing. It's not worth any paper or any rhetoric that they've shared. It's not worth anything. They have gone back to their old ways, which is totally authoritarian and absolutely brutal.
1: Tony, so a Christian would have instantly lost their work. Uh, They'd have, as you say, Uh, little or no access to basic provisions, uh, even like uh, accessing the ATM. Does it mean that they've had to go into hiding? Is there now an underground church movement that basically is in survival mode?
0: Yes, there is. And there are only a few thousand people left who we've got contact with that are spread around. If there are more, they certainly not, putting their heads above above the parapet at all. And they spread far and wide, and they are too scared to actually um, emerge from their hiding places. And many of them that we try and contact through various means that we have at our disposal, um, we find that some of them are just uncontactable after a period of time, and they never emerge again which sadly we do not know what's happened to them or where they are. The ones that are in touch with us are very diligently guarding their security and their well-being for fear of being found out because that will spell the end. So it's a a very precarious situation. Uh, If we get food to them, there's a series of messages that go through. There's a number of verifications with code words. And even then they're sceptical when they collect the resources that we provide um, because they're living in such fear. Often
1: there are organisations like Voice of the Martyrs who want to support the church on the ground uh, to encourage and nurture and make sure that there is a remnant in these very difficult situations. But in this case, Uh, Tony, there is a need to get a whole lot of Christians out of Afghanistan or uh, they're likely to be killed. Is that the case?
0: That is the case, yes, Neil. You know, when when this challenge started last year, we had all the plans to actually help the church rebuild. But because Christians have had to be transient during this last few months, there was no chance for them to put any roots down anywhere in Afghanistan where the Taliban is actually going to be tolerant of them. We've even tried in the Punjab Valley, where we've gotten a lot of humanitarian help to these Christians there. They're not even uh, willing or able to settle even in the Punjab Valley, which sort of is uh, supposedly a safe haven because the Taliban and surrounding countries are actually attacking the Punjab Valley. So we're trying to get as many of them to... uh, some level of safety as we can that's never been um, something that we do en masse but this is a unique scenario and a unique situation What the what the Taliban are actually trying to do is eradicate all Christianity out of Afghanistan so do we sit by idly and watch these people die or do we try and offer the help that they need to get them to some form of safety, and that is where we find ourselves at the moment, yes.
1: Tony, in the federal budget just this past week, the government made some provision for extending the numbers of refugee visas. Uh, Any thoughts around how that might affect the sort of thing you're trying to do, or is this just so uh, deep-seated that it probably would be under the radar of anyone in government level?
0: Look, I think it will help us. It at least gives us a glimmer of hope, Neil. Um, In the past, we tried to move 23 key pastors and their families out, which we were able to do. Unfortunately, Australia wasn't an option. They refused to help us at that time. We had to get them to Brazil, which we did successfully. Praise God for that. We are going to um, try and get some of them into Australia this time around, and we are working on a group of 260, which are of the most vulnerable, pe- vulnerable people that we could identify, uh, Christians there, and we are trying to help them find safe haven. We may not be able to get all of them here, which is fine. We have one or two other countries who have put their hands up who are willing to help us with some of them.
1: Tony, what can listeners to our conversation today do to support this effort you have to liberate this 260 odd people and perhaps there's a lot more
0: listeners firstly we ask them to pray and we do ask them if there's any chance that they would be willing to support our campaign which is on our website um, so we can so we can raise enough funds to be able to help these people in the best possible way we can and give them some future. Um, in a country of safe haven. That would be the request we have at the moment.
1: Is there a financial need right now?
0: Yes, there is a financial need. The financial need is great. 260 people. uh, It's a big group. We're talking about passports, visas, uh, a place of safety while we try and get them out, while they're processing these visas. There's flights, there's food, there's sustenance, there's medical care. We're talking, we're talking millions of dollars here.
1: And, of course, there are a Voice of the Martyrs operations that are happening in various nations around the world. It's not just falling on Australian shoulders right now, but uh, clearly you're actually asking people to uh, roll up those sleeves and lend a hand where you can.
0: Yes, we are, Neil. And you know what? If we get sufficient funds to do more than 260 we will. Outside of our campaign, we are working tirelessly with a number of other partners to help people who have already uh, been extracted from Afghanistan, Christians, only Christians I'm talking about here, who are stuck in the UAE and places like that that we've already helped to get out of Afghanistan, but they're stuck in uh, what's called humanitarian city in the UAE at the moment, waiting for a safe haven country to actually accept them, we're even helping there at the moment so that you know those, those that have been um, evacuated are not forgotten either. So this is a massive operation that we're involved with. and I do believe we can play our part. Um, we're not the, the biggest organization out there that's working on this, but I do believe we, we have the responsibility and we have an opportunity to make a difference in these people's lives. And I do believe, as it says in Hebrews thirteen three, remember them that are in bonds as if you are there with them, which our ministry is based on that scripture. We need to play our part and do the right thing for these Christians. Well, you're
1: leading a, an amazing ministry, Voice of the Martyrs. You've been around a long time and you've got a lot of network contacts right around the world, people who are in the persecuted church, a real need here for these 260 Christian believers in Afghanistan under the Taliban rule. Tony Benjamin is CEO of Voice of the Martyrs in Australia. Let me give the website for listeners to connect with Tony and to perhaps make inquiries about how you can be a support or to make a donation and certainly become a prayer partner with Voice of the Martyrs. It's vom.com.au. Voice of the Martyrs, vom.com.au. Tony Benjamin, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020.
0: Neil, thank you once again for the opportunity. It's much appreciated and uh, thank you for allowing me to share this.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.